Hi folks, before we start our episode, uh, I'm Sam, your reader, and uh, let's have Phil talk about anger and how great it is. So, if you haven't already known our podcast or watched it, you would know that... You wouldn't know that we use Anchor, because Anchor is the best way to make a podcast. And we aren't being sponsored by Anchor. We're not being sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is free and super easy to use. You don't need to know how to edit podcasts. You can We use Anchor. Um, Yeah, you don't need to know how to edit. You just need to know how to use the computer and drag pieces yeah, of podcasts. pretty much. Uh, it's available as an app on the App Store, on the Apple App Store, and I believe it's on Google. Uh, Google Play and Android iOS store and a couple other app stores. But if you have a computer like we do, you just have to type in anchor.fm. Just create an account and you have your podcast. Yeah, just use your email, create your account. It's super easy, super simple, and super fun to use. We hope that you enjoy recording podcasts as much as you like listening to our podcast. I know. And also, we've been in this for less than a year, and we've already gotten across seven listening podcasts, and we've already gone international. Yes, we hope that you en- we hope that you enjoy listening to our podcast. And also, if you're new to our podcast, please check out the first episode before starting this one. Thank you. And now, let's get rolling with the podcast. Hello, um, we got a new upgrade of machinery to a full computer set. Now we're using two microphones? Yes, we are, and you can hear us both now. Yeah, that's Sam, and we have not recorded in a while. Yeah, we're sorry about the absence, but it took a while to upgrade, and also our old device, which was an iPad, uh, and our old recording studio wasn't doing so great because... I mean, not the studio. We're still in our studio. We're still in the same studio. But the old the iPad that we used to use to record, we still have it. But it's can't record anymore because we filled it up with storage. Uh, I think it was mainly Anchor was filled up with storage. Yeah, Anchor filled up too much. So now we have to use the computer. Yeah, so... Thank you. Take it away, Sam. Okay. Give it here, Harry called, or I'll knock you off that broom. Oh, yeah, said Malfoy, trying to sneer, but looking worried. Harry knew somehow- Oh, wait, I know I read this. No crab and goil up here to save your neck, Malfoy, Harry called. The same thought seemed to have struck Malfoy. Catch it here if you can, then, he shouted. Wait, um, I just want to yeah. intervene. Um, when they said Malfoy ha- had the same idea- um, I really have to say, they should have added a bit more description, like, Malfoy had the same idea moments before Harry said it. Or moments after. I mean, yeah. Uh, I like this. I think... It's- I mean, honestly, not descriptive enough. Anyways, um, catch it if you can, then, he shouted, and through the class wall. Oh, wait, no, I read that. Harry saw, as though... Wait, the glass ball is returning to the air and streak back towards the ground. Harry saw it as though in slow motion the ball rise up in the air and then start to fall. He leaned forward and pointed his broom handle down. That second he was gathering speed in a steep dive, racing the ball. Wind whistled in his ears, mingled with the screams of people watching. He stretched out his hand, a foot from the ground caught it. A foot from the ground he caught it. Susan trying to pull his broom straight, and he toppled onto the grass with a remember all clutch safely in his fist. Harry Potter! His heart sank faster than that, and he just died. Professor McGonagall was running towards them. 
That's what's beat. I'm done. Never. In all my years at Hogwarts. Professor McGonagall was almost speechless with shock. Her glasses flashed furiously. How dare you? Might have broken your neck. It wasn't his fault, Professor. Oh, I just like Be to intervene at this. I just like to intervene at yes. this point. So I'm just gonna say, uh, this is a spoiler too, but a good discussion to say. But I wonder why McGonagall seems almost angry as she re as she picks up Harry, but then when she goes to Wood, she seems to get less angry and almost delighted. Don't you remember? She was. Remember in the book, she said that she was trying to keep it secret, Phil? It said later on in the book. Okay. Okay. Let's get down. That's enough, Mr. Weasley. Potter, fall. Walking numbly in Professor McGonagall's wake as she strode towards the castle. He was going to be expelled. He just... Done it. He hadn't even lasted two weeks. He'd be packing his bags in ten minutes. What would the Dursleys say when he turned up on the doorstep? Up the front steps, up the marble staircase inside, and still, Professor McGonagall didn't say a word to him. I don't like their use of the expression in 10 minutes, because it's not really an accurate thing to say. Like, is that really accurate? Well, I think the author is trying to convey a point that... I mean, yeah, sure, it is a point, but it's it's just an expression that you can overuse. And J.K. Rowling really overuses tons of expressions. But her books are pretty good. I mean, yeah, considering, but it seems like the characters just repeat and repeat and repeat what they say. I really feel like they're always saying something original. Especially Hermione. Okay, may Hermione, but Harry or Ron are less original. Anyways, um... Up the front steps, up, up the, and Professor McGonagall didn't say a word to him. She wrenched open the doors, marched along the corridors with Harry trotting miserably behind her. Maybe she was taking him to Dumbledore. He thought of Hagrid being expelled, but allowed to stay on as gamekeeper. Perhaps he could be Hagrid's assistant. His stomach twisted as he imagined it, watching Ron and the others become wiz- becoming wizards while he stumped around the grounds carrying Hagrid's bag. Professor McGonagall stopped outside the classroom. She opened up the door and poked her head inside. Excuse me, Professor Flitwick, could I borrow wood for a moment? Wood, thought Harry. Bewildered, was wood a cane she was going to use on him? Or wood turned out to be a person, a burly fifth-year boy who came out of Flitwick's class looking confused. Follow me, you two, said Professor McGonagall, and they marched up the corridor, wood looking curiously at Harry. In here, Professor McGonagall pointed them into a classroom that was empty except for Peeves, who was busy writing rude words on the blackboard, which means he was writing... Really, yeah, he was writing really mean. Really? How could he collect that? I I still don't understand why he would know that. (laughs) I mean, he's a poltergeist, and he lives in the age of where people are still appropriate. Mm -hmm. 
Anyways, he is he is pretty he's pretty mean. But he didn't even live in the Cold War. Anyways. Professor McGonagall pointed them into a classroom that was empty except for Peeves, who was busy writing rude words on the blackboard. Out, Peeves, she barked. Peeves threw the chalk into a bin, which clanged loudly as he swooped out, cursing. Professor McGonagall slammed the door behind him and turned to face the two boys. Potter, this is Oliver Wood. Wood, I found you a seeker. Wood's expression changed from puzzlement to delight. Are you serious, Professor? Absolutely, said Professor. Um, Sam, quickly. that voice just does not. That voice. You want a just... southern accent or this? Southern. Okay. I use. Wait, sorry. Are you serious, Professor? Okay, I want what you had before. Are you serious, Professor? Absolutely, said Professor McGonagall quickly. This boy's a natural. I've seen. I've never seen anything like it. Was that your first time at a broomstick, Potter? Harry nodded silently. He didn't have a clue what was going on, but he didn't seem to seem to be being expelled, and the some feeling started coming back to his legs. He caught that thing in his hand after a fifty foot dive, said Professor Professor McGonagall told Wood. Didn't even scratch himself. Charlie Weasley couldn't have done it. Wood was now looking as though he all his dreams had come true at once. Ever seen a game of Quidditch, Potter? he asked excitedly. Wood's captain of the Gryffindor team, Professor McGonagall explained. He's just the build for a seeker, too, said Wood, walking around Harry and staring at him. Light, speedy? Light, speedy? We'll have to get him a decent broom, Professor. Ah, uh, Nimbus 2000, or a clean sweep 7x, said I shall speak to Professor Dumbledore and see if we can bend the first year rule. Heaven knows we need a better team than, than last year. Latin in the last match by Slytherin. I couldn't look Severus Snape in the face for weeks. <laughs> Professor McGonagall peered sternly over his glasses at Harry. Her, not Harry. Her glasses at Harry. I want to hear your training heart broader, or I may change my mind about punishing you. Then she suddenly smiled. Your father would have been proud. He was an excellent Quidditch player himself. You're joking. There's a giant weird blank that looks. I don't. I don't know what that's supposed to say. Giant blank. You know what? I, I suppose I'm just gonna read on and continue and assume that that's Harry. It was dinner time. Harry had just finished telling Ron what had happened when he left the grounds with Professor McGonagall. Ron had had a piece of steak and kidney pie halfway to his mouth, but he'd forgotten all about it. <laughs> you forget about the food that's going to your mouth. I don't feel like that's a, like me. Yes. Yes. Mm, I see. What is that? Whatever it is, it, it, it doesn't sound. I don't know what a kidney is. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Oh no, we can just look it up. <laughs> no, 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 we're not looking it up. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Oh, okay. 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 Whatever steak and kidney pie is, I don't know. Okay, and, steak is a good part about I, it. I think kidney is supposed to mean kidney bean, not. Yeah. I mean, literally, kidney is. It is edible, but I'm not sure if it tastes good. Yes. Anyways, why don't we continue? Seeker, he said. The first year's never. You must be the youngest houseplant about a century. Said Harry, shoveling pie into his mouth. Is it sweet pie or sour pie? I don't know. Sweet or savory pie? We don't know. <laughs> pie is always sweet. That is a pie fact. Pie is savory. A pie is just a, something that is can be both sweet and savory. Anyways. Okay. Well. 
I don't uh, believe you. I'm not very sure he about He felt that. particularly hungry after the excitement of the afternoon. Wood told me. Wood told me. Ron was so amazed, so impressed, he just sat and gaped at Harry. I start training next week. Only don't tell anyone. Wood wants to keep it a secret. Fred and George Weasley now... I mean, of course Wood wants to. This will be like their big bay. <laughs> yeah, Wood now came into the hall, spotted Harry, and hurried over. Well, wait, well done, said George in a low voice. Wood told us we're on the team too, beaters. I tell you, we're going to win that Quidditch Cup for sure this year, said Fred. We haven't won since Charlie left, but this team is going to be brilliant. You must be good, Harry. Wood almost, Wood was almost skipping when he told us. Anyway, we, anyway, we've got to go. Lee Jordan reckons he's found a new secret passageway out of school. That is that one behind the statue of Gregory the Smarmy that we found in our first week. See ya! Fred and George had hardly disappeared when someone far less welcome turned up. Malfoy's life by Crab and Blood. Having a last meal, Potter? Wait, I'm just gonna say... I'm gonna get the train back to the Muggles. Um, I'm just gonna say... Um, I'm not sure how they said someone a lot less inviting, because if Malfoy showed up to your home, wouldn't he just be zero percent inviting? I don't know. Well, whatever the author is trying to convey. Yes, I do. I um, actually have quite a few questions about the way that J.K. Rowling I know. wrote it. It doesn't matter. I mean, we set up the computer, so that's Would... all that matters. Okay, wait. Okay, here we go. Wait, uh, and George had hardly... Okay. Having a last meal, Potter? When are you going to get the train back to the Muggles? You're a lot braver now that you're that you're back on the ground, and you've got your little friends with you," said Harry coolly. There was, of course, nothing little about Crab and Goyle, but as the high table was full of teachers, neither of them could neither of them could do more than crack their knuckles and scowl. <laughs> I'd take you on any time on my own," said Malfoy. "Tonight, if you want, Wizards duel." Wands only, no contact. What's the matter? Never heard of a wizard's duel before. I Wait, so that that's just like, like he says it all in one sentence. Mm, no, but it, it's kind of hard to do sentences with Malfoy. <sighs> of course he has," said Ron, wheeling around. "I'm a second. Who's yours?" Malfoy looked around at Crab and Goyle. Crab, he said. Midnight, all right. We'll meet you in the trophy room. That's always unlocked. When Malfoy had gone, Ron and Harry looked at each other. What is a wizard's duel, said Harry, and what do you mean you're my second? Well, a second's there to take over if you die, Ron said casually. You know, I'm just going to say, if you're going to say it casually, at least say what is a wizard answer, what is a wizard's duel first. And... Having someone die in a duel isn't casual. Well, he said it casually. I mean, that's true, but... Yes, anyways. Okay. So, catching the look on Harry's face, he added quickly, but people only die in proper duels, you know, with real wizards. The most you and Malfoy will be able to do is send sparks at each other. Neither of you knows <laughs> enough magic to do any real damage. I bet he's expected you to refuse anyway. And what if I wave in my... My wand and nothing happens. Throw it away and punch him on the nose, Ron suggested. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. 
people look up it with somebody going to can't a person eat in this place sit wait no, no that's not Hermione can't a person eat in this in this place said Ron Hermione ignored them and spoke to Harry I couldn't help overhearing what you and Malfoy were saying bet you could and you mustn't go on around the school at night. Think of the points you'll lose. Wait, I'm just... Gryffindor, if you're caught and you're bound to be, it's real selfish. It's real very selfish of you. Um, I'm just going to say... And it's really none of your business. Goodbye. No. Uh, yeah, I do agree with Ron and Harry. It is none of her business. Like That's Hermione. I, I thought it, I thought it she was one for privacy. Like what does she want? P either people poking in her math answers and her being able to overhear everyone, or everyone to have her privacy and not for her to overhear it. Which one does she want? I think Hermione I think Hermione's trying to be a good person. So she wants an equal balance. You're either all towards one side or all towards the other. Well, I don't know about that one. I, I mean, that's that, true, but she has to be leaning to one side. And she's leaning to no privacy. I think she just, like, she wants to help Harry and Ron, which is the kind thing to do. That's true, but... Okay, now I think... Okay, just got back from our break, and we're going to read again. All the same, it wasn't what you'd call the perfect end to a day. You know, I'm just ha- I just have to say, J.K. Rowling, this is not supposed to be a horror movie. Uh, I think I like the way she's describing them as like a scary, like they're they're. Scary. You know what? J.K. Rowling just made this more into a horror book. What are you talking about? It's not a horror book. It's, no, it's I mean towards I mean book. towards the end of the series, like. Oh my god, you're just, you're just, it, it was not a horror book towards the end of the series. The end of the series, it, was a, it wasn't a light read, but it was a, it was a darker push read. It was, it was sad. We had some sad moments towards the end. We had some happy moments. Yeah, I, I think that's mainly because J.K. Rowling's mother died, then her father died when she made Dumbledore die, so. Anyways, why don't we continue on? Um, text them. And Harry felt he was pushing his luck, breaking it away. Uh, this was his big chance to beat Malfoy face to face. He couldn't miss it. Half past eleven. Ron let it up last week. Yeah, this wasn't a very good idea. A few embers were still glowing in the fireplace. Sorry. Uh, here we go. We're back. Uh, turning all the arm. Oh wait, no, I read that. I- they had almost reached the portrait hole when a voice spoke from the chair nearest them. I can't believe you're going to do this, Harry. 
Only on the ground. It was her mind ranger wearing a pink bathroom background. You, said Ron furiously, go back to bed. I almost told your brother, Hermione snapped. Percy, he's a prefect. He put a stop to this. Harry couldn't believe he was, anyone could be so interfering. Come on, he said to Ron. Let's be pushed open the portrait hole of the fat lady and they climbed through the hole. Hermione wasn't going to do it that easily. She followed Ron. That's my goose sound effect. Okay, that's the goose sound effect. Yeah, you know what? I, I like geese, but... Phil, that's... why don't you do your goose sound effect? What do you think the goose sounds like? Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> An angry hissing goose. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. They hiss like this. Yeah, we, 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 we didn't have a run into one. Although I know what they sound like. Eh. We almost had a run into one. I mean, we've met a goose. We've seen, we've, we've we've seen, seen a, a goose. We've we've pet a swan, but we've never seen an angry goose or an angry mm -hmm. swan. Never, this one was domesticated, though, so it can't really count. And it was a, and I don't know whether or not that was a swan or not. Anyways, it was. It was I, some kind of. It was some kind of large bird. Anyways, um, kissing eyes, um. Hermione wasn't here. She was going to have them like an angry goose. Don't you care about Gryffindor? Do you only care about yourselves? I don't want Slytherin. No, I'm actually going to say something different. Don't you care about Gryffindor? Do you only care about yourselves? I don't want Slytherin to win that house cup. You lose all the points I got from Professor McGonagall for knowing about switching spells. Go away. You know what? On this one, I have to agree with Harry and Ron. Ron was their mindless. Wanting to beat Malfoy. Anyways. Yeah. Alright, but I warned you. You just remember what I said. Yeah. When you're on the train home tomorrow, you're so... But when... But they were... They did. But what they were, they didn't find out. Hermione had turned to the portrait of the fat lady. To get back inside and found herself facing an empty painting. That lady had gone over on a nighttime visit and Hermione was knocked out of her finger bubble. Now what am I gonna do? That's your problem, said Ron. We gotta go. Mm. We're gonna we're going to be late. Wait, you know, I, I I feel like a distinct pattern over here. Kind of like the Ron hates Hermione kind of thing. Uh, no, no, no. I, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of more um presidential debate themed. Hey, no president jokes. <laughs> it's not a joke. It's, no. It, it's just that I feel Hermione's kind of like Trump and Harry's like Biden. I don't think we should go that far. You know what? We could. Okay, we'll, I mean, we'll I just feel like it's that way. Like politicians, like they're arguing like politicians. I mean, of course, every politician argues. Yeah, I guess that's true. They had... I'm coming with you, she said. You are not. Do you think I'm gonna stand out here and wait for Filch to catch me if he finds all three of us? I'll tell him the truth. That 
I was trying to stop you, and you can back me up. You don't know she sounds drunken. Mm, you got some nerve, said Ron loudly. Shut up, both of you, said Harriet sharply. I heard something. It was a sort of snuffling. Mrs. Nor- Mrs. Norris, breathed Ron, screaming through the dark. Maybe Mrs. Norris. Just curled up on the floor, fast asleep. Quick jerk suddenly awake as they cracked the mirror. Thank goodness you found me. Thank goodness you found me. I've been out here for hours. I couldn't remember the new password to get into bed. Keep your password. Keep your password. Keep your password down. Keep your, keep your voice down. Keep your middle. password down. No. <laughs> you know, this is going to be one of those down. things that you talk about like 20 years later, but we still make fun of. Mm-hmm. Keep your voice down, Neville. The password's pig snout, but it won't help you now. The fat lady's gone off somewhere. How's your arm, said Harry. Fine, said Neville. So Madame Pomfrey mended it in just about in about a minute. It in about a minute. Good. Well look, Neville. We've got to be somewhere, but we'll see you later. Don't leave me, said Neville, <laughs> scrambling to his feet. I don't want to stay here all alone. The blood's getting us already. Ron looked at his watch, then gleamed furiously, glared furiously at Hermione and Neville. If either of you gets caught, I'll never rest until I've learned the coast of the bogey's quarrel told us about and used it on you. Hermione opened her mouth, perhaps to tell Ron exactly how to use the curse of the bogey's, but Harry hissed at her to be quiet and beckoned them all forward. They slid along the corridor with straight bars of moonlight from the high windows. At every turn, Harry expected to run into Filch or Mrs. Norris, but they were lucky. They sped up a staircase to the third floor and tiptoed towards the trophy room. Malfoy and Crab weren't there yet. The crystal trophy cases glimmered where the moonlight caught them. Cups, shields, plates, and statues winked with silver and gold in the darkness. They edged along the walls, keeping their eyes on the door at either end of the room. Harry took out his wand in case Malfoy leapt in and stared at one. Started at once, the minutes crept by. He's late. Maybe he's chickened out, Ron whispered. The noise in the next room is what made him jump. Harry had only just. Uh, that's kind of obvious because. Um, because. If really, people don't know this because there's usually three words to describe a house, but I have four for Slytherin. Um, cunning. Smart. And I forget the last one, but there's a fourth word that always comes into mind for me. Cowardly. I feel like that's the most descriptive word, Slytherin. Yeah, even after you got put into, even after you took the online quiz and you got put into Slytherin. I didn't, I got put into Ravenclaw. No, 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 I, I, you took that online quiz and I clearly remember you got put into Slytherin. I'm not sure I want to take that again. Okay. As the noise made them ch- oh, my sweet delightful little unicorn, it was still speaking to Mrs. Norris. Horror struck. Harry waved madly at the other three to follow him as quickly as possible, and they scurried. They scurried silently towards the door, away from Filch's foot. Neville's robes had barely whipped around the corner when they 
heard folks enter the trophy room. Marinia somewhere, they heard the mutter. Probably hiding. This way. Wait, no, I have to say I have to say for the for the viewers because I mean not the viewers, the listeners, because they can't hear that, but this way. Harry mouth to the others and petrified. They began to creep down a long gallery full of suits of armor. They could hear Phil getting nearer. Neville suddenly let out a fright, frightened squeak, and broke into a run. He tripped, grabbed around around the waist, and a pair of them toppled, rang with a suit of armor. Their clanging and crashing were enough to wake the whole castle. Run! Harry yelled, and the four of them sprinted down the gallery, not looking back to see whether Phil was following them. Following, they swung around the, do- the doorpost and galloped through- down one corner, then another. Harry in the lead, without any idea where they were or where they were going, they ripped through the tapestry and found themselves in a hidden passageway, hurtled along it, and came out near their charms classroom, which they knew was miles from the trophy room. I think we've lost him, Harry panted, leaning against the cold wall and wiping his forehead. Neville was bent double wheezing. Was bent double. Was Neville was bent double. I don't know what that means. Wheezing and spluttering. Ah! Told you, said Hermione, Hermione gasped, clutching this, the stitch in her chest. I told you. We've got to get back to Gryffindor Tower. So Honestly, they didn't get caught, so I'm, I'm just going to say they didn't get caught, so it's just <clears throat> crazy that she would say, I told you, I told you. Uh, Malfoy, Malfoy tricked. Wait, sorry, I'm going to do a better one. Uh, Malfoy tricked, Malfoy tricked you. Said Hermione to Harry, you realize that, don't you? He was never going to meet you. Don't mean someone was, gonna, was going off in the trophy nearly. Malfoy must have tipped him off. Malfoy Harry, must have told him. You know, tipped him off. Like, you know how, like, when the police do a search, they, they, they ask, like, people, like, anonymous people will usually give a tip to the police. Like, they'll tell the police, like, hey, police, you, uh, you know, there's a guy, and he, uh, you know, I heard sources say a guy told me this, and the guy said that, and then they'll, sometimes they'll play them on the news, but they'll use distorted voices. I mean, of course, especially if those people don't want to be recognized. Yeah, okay. Anyways, uh, it wasn't going to be that simple. They hadn't been more than a dozen paces when the doorknob rattled and something came shooting out of a classroom in front of them. It was Pete. He caught sight of them and gave a squeal of delight. Shut up, Peeves. Please, get us thrown out. Peeves cackled. Wandering around at midnight, eagle thirsties. Cut, cut, cut. Naughty, naughty, naughty. You'll get caughty. I, I give him a 10 out of 10 impression of McGonagall. That was Peeves. That was Peeves. I'm kidding. Not, not if you don't tell us. Give us away, Peeves, please. Should I tell Bilge? I should, said Peeves. Wait, should I tell Bilge? I should, said Peeves in a faint voice, but his eyes glittered with relief. It's for your own good, you know. Get out of the way, snap around, taking a swipe at Peeves. This is a big mistake. Students out of bed, Peeves bellowed. Students out of bed down the charge room corridor. Ducking under Peeves, they ran for their lives right to the end of the corridor, where they slammed into a door, and it was locked. This is it, Ron Moe. And they pushed helplessly at the door. We've done, we're done for. This is the end. <laughs>
Little do they know if they stayed in that room for much longer, they, yeah. it would be done for. They could hear footsteps, both running as fast as he could towards Steve's shouts. Oh, move over, said Hermione. Hermione snarled. She grabbed Harry's wand and tapped the lock and whispered, I'll lock them all. The lock clicked and the door swung open. They piled through it, shut it quickly, and pressed their ears against it, listening. Which way did they go, Peeves? Which way did they go, Peeves? Which was saying, quick, tell me. Say, please. Don't mess with me, please. Now, where'd they go? Shan't say nothing if you don't say please, said his, said Peeves in his annoying sing-song voice. All right, please. Nothing. Ha ha, told you I wouldn't say nothing if you didn't say please. Ha ha ha. Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, it's totally- it's a complicated word choice. Thank you. I wouldn't say nothing if you didn't say please. It's a complicated. Oh! <laughs> and they heard the shout of shout of peas whooshing away and Phil's cursing in rage. He thinks this door is locked. Harry whispered, "I think we'll be okay. Get off, Neville." For Neville had been tugging on the sleeves of Harry's bathrobe for the last minute. What? I turned around and saw quite clearly what. For a moment, he was sure he'd walked into a nightmare. This was too much on top of everything that had happened uh, so far. They weren't in a room, as he had supposed. They were in a corridor. Uh, yeah, we got 15 The Forbidden Corridor. They were in a corridor. The Forbidden Corridor on the third floor. And now they knew why it was forbidden. They were looking into the stri- straight into the eyes of a monstrous dog. A dog that filled the whole space between the ceiling and the floor. It had three heads. Three pairs of rolling mad eyes. Three noses twitching and quivering in their direction. Three glowing mouths alive by hanging in slippery ropes in their yellowish hands. It was all quite still. All six eyes staring at them. Isn't this, um, spoiler alert? Isn't this fluffy? No, fluffy. Uh, yeah, this is fluffy. Actually, I'm forgetting whether or not it is fluffy. Is or not. I, I think that was a nip, gr- nip name from Hagrid. I'm not yeah, It was a name from Hagrid because, remember, Hagrid... Remember, Phil, Hagrid goes to, he drinks a lot of alcohol, and he gambles at pubs, which isn't a very smart Oh, uh, this is another, yeah, that was a spoiler by Sam, yeah. which I'm very quite surprised about. Yeah, I'm very quite surprised, because Phil is always giving spoilers, unless I give a spoiler, but that's okay. Now, actually, in one of our, um... Earlier episodes, I think, yeah, in one of our earlier episodes, they sort of kind of imply that in, I think... Like when Harry went to Diagon oh, Alley. Oh, 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 no, no, no. It wasn't that. It was um in one of the takes that we deleted. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, uh, they want all they wanted to do was put as much space as possible between them and that monster. They didn't stop running until they reached the portrait of the fat lady on the seventh floor. Oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, sorry. Uh, oh, sorry. It was standing quite still, all six eyes staring at them, and Harry knew that that the only reason they weren't already dead was their sudden appearance had taken it by surprise, but it was game over that. There was no mistaking what those thunderous growls meant. Harry groped for the doorknob. Between filch and death, he take filch. They b- fell backwards. Harry sl- slammed the door shut, and they ran. They almost flew back down the corridor. Filch must have hurried off to look for them somewhere else, because they didn't see him anywhere. But they hardly cared. All they wanted to do was pick as much space as possible between them and that monster. They didn't stop running until they reached the portrait of the fat lady on the seventh floor. Where on earth have you all been? 
Yes. Looking at their face, bathrobes hanging off their shoulders, and their flesh bloody casing. Never mind that. Pigs now, pigs now. Harry and Harry and the porch were swung forward. They scrambled into the common room. Wait, I'm just saying, if they have, if they have, if they have bathroom, their bathrobes slung over their shoulder, then are they nude? Well, I think they're wearing pajamas underneath them. <laughs> Anyways, okay. mm, it, it was it was a while before any of them, wait, they scrambled in the common room and collapsed, trembling into armchairs. It took a while for them before any of them said anything. Neville indeed looked as if he'd never speak again. Why do you think they're doing keeping a thing like that locked up in a school? If any dog needs exercise, that one does. Hermione had got a bat, both her breath and her bad temper back again. You don't use your eyes and read, do you? She snapped. Didn't you see what that, what it was standing on? The floor? Harry suggested. I was looking at his feet. I was too busy with its head. No, not the floor. It was standing on a trapdoor. It's obviously hurting something. She stood up glaring at them. I hope you're pleased with yourself. I you think we should end the segment soon. Been killed or worse. Wait, I'm almost done though. This is this page is almost done. Or worse, expelled. Now, if you don't want, that's just like that. that's just bad. You believe in your education more than your life. That's kind of like valuing a a piece of electronics over your life. Yeah. Okay. Why don't we continue? Uh. No, we don't. We Ron stare, started up, stared after her. her. His mouth open. No, we don't mind. You'd think we dragged her all along, wouldn't you? But Hermione had given Harry something else to think about as he climbed back into bed. The dog was guarding something. What had Hagrid said? Gringotts was the safest place in the world for something you wanted to hide, except perhaps Hogwarts. It looked as though Harry had found out what the grubby little package from Vault 713 was. And now I think we will end today's episode and prepare for the conclusion. Okay, so we are done with our podcast episode today. Yes, uh, well, I want to say goodbye, folks, and uh, we hope that you've enjoyed listening to our podcast. Uh, yeah, um, after this book, we will read uh, The Pushcart push War. war. Uh, we're going to read The Pushcart War, and uh, it's going to be a really exciting book. Uh, yeah, so we hope you like it. And we hope, we hope you, you like, like our podcast. We hope you like our podcast. We hope you like uh, our book. And we hope you like the book that we are currently reading, which is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, if you haven't already read the book, we suggest, I highly suggest uh, listening to our podcast. If you haven't read the book, or even if you have read the book, it's good to also re listen to the book. And, you know, uh, if you're new to the podcast, we do do a lot of spoilers. And also, if you're new to the podcast, we recommend you start from the first episode. And, uh, yeah, that's all. Goodbye. Goodbye.